guys. This is Jess and this is the Not Carrie Bradshaw podcast where we talk style, pop culture, and whatever the hell else I decide I want to go on a rant about. Um, always fun and lighthearted. That's a lie. Sometimes I get aggressively passionate. Um, thank you for coming back and joining me this week. I know I'm a little bit late with this episode. It's kind of not my fault since our sound engineer took a little vacay. Um, but you know what? I've realized this year so far, like since we're in the last quarter, I've realized that consistency takes practice too. Like you can't just wake up one day or I'm not one of those people who can just wake up one day and say, I'm going to do this thing this way every single time and it's going to be perfect. I would love to be that person, but it takes practice to be consistent. So I'm working on it. And instead of throwing the baby out with the bathwater, I said, you know what? I'm still going to deliver this week. I'm not going to say screw this whole month. Um, so we're here a couple days late. So I hope you guys forgive me for that. But this week, I want to discuss a couple of things with you. I have a really fun um, fashion tip that's going to be a little bit different. It's going to give you a little bit of homework. And I'm really excited to see how that turns out for you guys. I have some really great recommendations for things to watch. And then I have a couple of social media topics that we just really need to get into. Because what the hell is going on with us as a community? Like... As black people, as black women, like we need to get on one accord about the fact that we're not always on one accord and sometimes that's okay. So we're going to get into it. Stay tuned. we're going to get into our fashion tip. I'm really excited about this fashion tip because it kind of came together out of a lot of alignment happening in my life right now. I am quietly working on a physical wellness campaign that I'm going to be releasing at the top of the year. So my personal trainer and I were at the park the other day while she was kicking my ass. And she was saying that she really actually does not like fall, which I found really surprising because she's such a fashion girl and fashion girls tend to really like fall because it's a transitional season where you get to wear more clothes, inclusive of outerwear, but you still get to be comfortable. And fashion girls tend to really like outerwear. So I was like, what are you even saying to me? So she was asking me for tips on how she can get more into the season and dressing more for the season um, as far as colors are concerned. And I was like, you know what I've been doing lately is wearing a lot of orange because of my sacral chakra. So I told her that to get more in alignment with the feeling of her body, with the feeling of fall, that it might be a good idea to take a chakra test. So some people pronounce chakra as chakra or sh hmm, chakra. People say it a lot of different ways. I've been told that the proper pronunciation of it is chakra. I'm sure that I'm probably putting the inflection at the wrong part. Forgive my southern tongue to any of my um, eastern listeners. <laughs> um, I am one of those people who I have a healthy respect for 
most religions, most spiritual practices. And I've really gotten into incorporating a lot more Eastern practices into my wellness as far as like physical and um, well, physical kind of. I'm not really like heavy into yoga, but as far as emotional and spiritual wellness, I swear by meditation. I swear that energy is real and all of those things. So I do the best that I can to learn more about those things um, because I just want to be a healthy, whole, healed person. So I learned about chakras maybe a couple years ago. And basically they are the centers of spiritual power in the body. And there are seven of them. Shouts out to my line number. So these seven energy centers in your body, um, they all correspond with a certain color and a certain feeling or a certain attribute um, of your being. So I took a chakra test a while ago and figured out that I needed to draw in the energy from certain colors. So I'm going to go through them with you. Um, You first have the crown chakra, which is for spirituality. And the color for that is purple. And then you have the third eye chakra, which is for awareness. And the color for that is indigo. And then there is the throat chakra, which is for communication. And that color is blue. And then there is the heart chakra, which is for love healing. And that color is green. Then there's a solar plexus chakra, um, which is for like wisdom and power. And that color is yellow. Then there's the sacral chakra, which is for sexuality, creativity and confidence. And then there's the root chakra, which is red. Um, And that's like basic trust. Like that's feeling grounded in the world, basically. I don't know. Did I say that the sacral chakra color was orange? If not, that's why I've been wearing a lot of orange because that's something that I really have been trying to draw on lately. So I want to encourage you guys to take a chakra test. Um, I'm going to put the link in the description for this episode and see what colors or which chakras come up for you and find ways to incorporate those colors into your wardrobe in some kind of way. Like you don't have to do a full monochromatic look, even though I live for a full monochromatic look. Um, It can be a nail color because y'all know we always struggle with trying to find a good nail color. Um, It can be a lipstick. It can be a bag. It can be some manner of an accessory, but it's a good way to get in alignment with yourself and kind of put some purpose behind why you're wearing what you're wearing. I really think a fashion, it's a very personal and spiritual thing to me, which is why I kind of don't like to style people because sometimes when people ask me to style them, they really just want me to dress them how I dress myself. And I work really hard to know myself, to know what I like and what I feel good in. And I don't like to style people unless they're going to be committed to learning that about themselves, because that's the only way that you can really pull off a look. That's why like some celebrities, you see they don't quite ever look right. And it's because they're just being dressed up by somebody because it's what the person thinks that they might look good in. And then you see some people like Rihanna can wear anything and she owns it because it's really a reflection of who she is. And you can feel more confident in wearing those things. So I just feel like it would be a great idea to incorporate some color into your fall wardrobe with some purpose and 
you know, to kind of, again, just get in alignment with yourself, feel connected with yourself. It's a good way to learn yourself. Um, I am nobody's like spiritual practitioner. I'm just sharing what has worked for me thus far. So that's why sometimes you'll see um, the letters on my Instagram stories are orange or things in the background of my photos might be orange or you might see me in a lot of orange colors. And that's also why I really love my red lip because I'm always trying to draw the energy of my root chakra to get it like balanced so that I can feel more safe and more grounded in my environment. So it can be a bit hippy dippy. I know, I know, I know, but it's a fun little experiment to do. It ain't gonna hurt. You know, I too am a Christian, which that shouldn't matter, but you know, we can have a healthy respect for a lot of different things. If you think God made everything, God can make chakras too. So hit the link in the description, take that test. Let me know how it goes you ain't got to get too personal or whatever but it can just be a fun little experiment for us to do together so that's my fashion tip for this week stay tuned Okay, don't judge me for what I'm about to say, but I have been binge watching so much TV. Um, In case you don't know this about me, in case you're new here, I freaking love TV. I don't understand people who are like, I don't need much TV. Those people are sick and they can't be trusted. So I have realized that I have a legit love for Canadian television. So three shows that I'm obsessed with that you can find on Netflix. The first one is Working Moms. This is one of the funniest, kind of raunchiest TV shows that I have ever watched. It's written so well. Um, I think it's a pretty, it's kind of a diverse cast. Um, Yeah. That's not really the point of it. I think the stories are really good. I think they touch on a lot of really interesting points, but without being too preachy about what it's like to be a working mother, I wouldn't know anything about that, but it's freaking hilarious. I didn't want to get into it for a long time because I was like, I'm not a parent, dang, I didn't do it in my life, but it's actually really freaking funny and I'm low-key kind of blowed that I went through it so fast. Um, The second show is Kim's Convenience. This show is so cute and genuinely diverse, but in a way that is not like preachy. It just so happens to be. It looks like what a real life convenience store would look like. So it follows this Korean family. Um, The parents are immigrants. The kids are first generation. Hijinks ensue. It's a really easy watch. It doesn't get too heavy. It's really cute. It's another show that I like breeze through really fast so I'm already waiting for them to put the next season up um the third show that I live and die for is Shit's Creek Shit's Creek is one of the top five funniest things I have ever seen in my entire life it's about an extremely wealthy New York family and their fall from grace because basically the dad has a friend who was like their trusted financial advisor who screwed them out of all of this money and now they have to live in this podunk town called Shit's Creek. Again, hijinks ensue. I have a huge crush on Dan Levy. I don't know why I'm so attracted to that man, but I really am. And actually, um, Thirst A Kit, which is another podcast that I love, just did an episode about him and they really break down like why he is so attractive. He has this very like 
coy smile that's kind of like devilish. I can't explain it. He has perfectly coiffed hair. Like, I'm just really into that man. Um, So it's a light, fun watch, kind of. It doesn't get too heavy. It's it's kind of slapstick sometimes. It's just funny. Just watch it. Trust me. They are currently filming or wrapping up their last season, which I'm kind of sad about, but I'm letting them live because I would rather a show go out on a high note than draw shit out and like, it sucks. Oh, pun intended. Draw shit out. Anyway, so... My West Coast co-host, Nikki, 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 hey boo, miss you, has been admonishing me to get back into Living Single because they put it on Hulu. And I don't know why it took me so long to do it. Actually, I do know why, because I do not enjoy the interface of Hulu and I don't want to pay more more money for that subscription to not have um, ads. So I've been putting it off for a while. And I actually started back watching it. And it's crazy that you can see how much inspiration the creators of the show Friends got from Living Single. Um, I watched Living Single so much as a kid, but obviously I was a kid. So watching it with fresh eyes, like as a 32 year old, it's a completely different experience. Like they were always talking about women's empowerment. They were always talking about feminism and it just didn't register with me because Back in the day, I just thought of feminism to be a white woman who was dressed kind of boho with like frizzy curly hair. Maybe she wore glasses and she hated men. That was what a feminist was to me. Um, Jessica Spano from Saved by the Bill. Draining. That's what I thought feminism was. But going back and looking at Living Single Now, it's like, oh, This was kind of always in the zeitgeist for black women. I just don't know if they called it that. But anyway, I got to ask y'all a serious question. What was Sinclair's hair? Because I know even as a kid in the 90s, I didn't understand it. And I thought that maybe I would get, I would have more of a handle on it now. But I still don't get it. Were they micros? One of my friends thinks that they're like individual braids that were just curled, but they're so tiny. I need to like do a Google. If y'all know, leave me a comment or shoot me a DM. Like I really want to know what Sinclair's hair was. Um, Deeply curious about that. So that's what I'm watching. And let me know what you guys are watching. Those are my recommendations. I have another recommendation coming up in the next segment. Um, But we'll get to that when we get to that. So stay tuned. So a few social media topics have really burned my biscuits this week. And we just gonna have to talk about it because um, I have questions, I have comments and I have concerns. So first up is <laughs> the discourse around the H&M ad featuring the little black girl whose hair was not done. I'm sorry. Her hair was not done. Um, I understand that the other little girls, like in the photo shoot, that there was some sort of um, theme of like, you know, kind of having like messy hair or whatever. 
And that's perfectly fine. But there was a way to execute that with textured hair that just was not done there. Um, I believe the creative director or someone like from H&M's team spoke out and said that they wanted it to look like that specifically because it was reflective of what they looked like as a kid. And I does not compute. Maybe it's because I'm from the South. Maybe it's because my mom is a hairstylist. But I am not familiar with little girls going out without their hair done. And I'm not saying at all that her hair needed to be pressed, that it needed to be relaxed, that it needed to be shellacked to her forehead with, you know, baby hairs and edges laid. That's not what I'm saying at all. Her hair just did not actually look done. It looked like there was no moisture in it. And I think that for me, my initial, not outrage because I wasn't angry about it because it's kind of par for the course. My initial reaction to it was just like, well, damn, once again, you know, like a organization or a corporation refused to hire a hairstylist who knows how to work with textured hair. Because I think that there's a way, there's a very specific way to style textured hair while still maintaining the integrity of what the texture is, that's not what that was. And I think I was really confused because I kept seeing so many people saying, why do y'all hate seeing yourselves like this? And like, this is just showing how you feel about yourself. Speak for yourself, girl, because never in my life. And again, when I, I didn't get a relaxer for the first time until I was 16 when I went to the prom, After I graduated from college, I went back natural. And then when I cut my hair short, I got a relaxer. I have gone back and forth many a time because it's just what I wanted to do. It is not anti-Black to do your hair how you want to do your hair. I think that's a really cool thing about our hair is that it's so versatile and that it can do so many things. And we should be able to play around with different looks without without it being considered that we hate ourselves. So I can't understand how you can say in one breath, don't police black girls hair, but then also tell me that because I'm not comfortable with a little girl being on a photo shoot set and have her hair look like that, that I somehow hate myself. I don't see myself reflected in that. You know, I never was there a time. Sorry. And it's no shade to anybody who was. If you saw yourself reflected in that image, great for you. But don't tell the rest of us that we are somehow less black because we did not. I have had many a hairstyle. I have had a whole head sew in black China style with that chunky ass bang and like 20 inches of weave. I've had bobs. I have a pixie now. I had your standard black girl rap. I've had tacky ass updos for prom because I'm from the south side of Atlanta. I've done it all. And you know what happened every time I did it? I was a black girl. My blackness is not defined by my hair. You do not get to police my blackness according to my hair any more than I should do it to you. So, and I think I also don't understand why we were allowed to be outraged when Malia, the model, um, who I had the pleasure of interviewing a couple of years ago that I literally just remember that happened. She was on the Today Show a few years ago and the stylist had no idea what to do with her hair because it was textured. And everyone was in an uproar about that. 
So why are we allowed to be outraged about that? But people aren't allowed to be at minimum confused about why this little girl's hair was not done. It's a huge problem on film sets, on television show sets, um, backstage at runway shows. I know this because I've seen it like firsthand. I have interviewed celebrities like Nefessa Williams from Black Lightning was saying that a huge part of why she likes working on a show with a black director, with a black showrunner is because they get to have stylists who actually know what to do with their hair. That's a huge thing for black actresses and models because they don't always get a person who knows how to work with textured hair, who knows how to work with dark skin. That's what this looked like to me with this H&M ad. That's not to say, oh, this little girl's being abused or whatever. Other people were like going super far with it. But most people's or let me just speak for myself. My questions were just like, is this yet another instance of like, y'all couldn't just find one person who knew how to style textured hair? Nobody, I don't hate myself, girl. Like, I'm from Atlanta. We invented black culture. Like, y'all can miss me with that. My blackness is not in any way defined by my hair. I can do what I want to do, just like you can do what you want to do. So miss me with that shit. Her hair needed to actually be done. Sorry. It just is what it is. Um, Next up, I have some questions for Fantasia. So Fantasia went on The Breakfast Club and I did not watch the interview in its entirety because I did not want to. Um, And she got to a point in the interview where she said that women need to submit more. And that's why women, that's why a lot of us don't have a man because we don't know how to submit I'm not a dog, so it makes me really uncomfortable when people talk about submission in human relationships. Yes, I'm single, um, but I do not believe in blindly following anybody, man, woman, or child, if I know better in that situation. That's just stupid. For me, I I would like for the next relationship that I'm in to be a partnership where If I'm more skilled in this area, you let me take the lead. And if you're more skilled in this area, I will gladly let you take the lead. I am not very good with money management. I deeply hope that the man that I'm with is better at it than I am so that he can manage our family money. It's just not my strong suit. I don't understand why we keep having to have this conversation about women need to submit, women need to submit. It's just logically, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I also... It freaks me out to think that a man's masculinity is predicated on whether or not I bow down to him. That's weird. Like, your identity shouldn't be at the expense of my humanity. Like, that's just weird to me. What really got me is when she said, that's why y'all ain't got no man. Girl, you had a whole song about baby mamas. Like, we've seen your relationships and we've supported you. So now that you've settled for a man, you now want to tell us what we need to do to settle for one? Miss me. Do what works for you. Okay? One of my favorite quotes. Good for her, not for me. If you're comfortable in your relationship making your man feel like a man, quote unquote, by publicly saying I submit to him, good for you. Do you. Say what works for you without shitting on the next person. Like, it's so interesting to me how a person finally gets this thing that they know other people really want. And miraculously, they're the authority on that thing. 
no, girl, that's just what worked for you. And maybe that will resonate with some other women because maybe that is a struggle for some other women. Maybe there are some other women who don't want to admit when they aren't skilled in a certain area. And, you know, maybe there's some truth to that. I don't know. But you ain't got to shit on somebody else's experience. Like, I just feel like what a messed up thing to say to a community of women. And then the follow up video where the dude was kind of like barking over her shoulder. What he was talking about was a partnership, not submission. Maybe Google the definitions of these words. Just a thought. My last and final questions are for Remy Ma. For fuck's sake, this is not the first, second, or third time that Remy Ma has said some, I don't even want to say problematic, I want to say harmful, damaging shit about women. So Remy Ma on, um, what is the show that she has with Joe Button? Is that State of the Culture? I can't keep up. Whatever show Remy Ma has with Joe Button, she felt it appropriate to say that rape victims who seek financial damages are basically prostitutes. There is so very much wrong with that. Um, If a person needs money that bad, I don't think that they're going to feign a sexual assault and be drugged through the courts like that for it. Um, There is no one way for a person to respond to sexual assault. There are no perfect victims with sexual assault. Some people, it damages them for the rest of their life. Some people can recover pretty quickly from it. And it's just like a thing that happened. Everybody's not going to be battered and bruised and, you know, crying in a corner for the rest of their life. And if that's how a person needs to process, that's their business. But to equate a person seeking financial damages for a sexual assault to prostitution is logically it doesn't make sense if you willing to sell ass you'll just go sell ass like and that's fine do you genuinely not understand that some people actually do incur financial issues from sexual assault between the time that they may have to take off Um, medical bills that could result from whatever may have happened to them. Some people need to get in therapy. Therapy is not cheap if you are not insured. If you are a person who is not gainfully employed and has like PTO, what about the time that you may need to take off to recover from it? People have like lost wages. It's a real thing to need. Like what you mean, bruh? I mm, there's so much wrong that I I kind of I don't even fully like know where to where to attack it. But I, I guess my question for Remy Ma is like, why are you always so willing to take away a woman's victimhood? Stuff like that really alarms me because I feel like when women do that, it's kind of an indication that. And obviously, I don't know this woman so. This is just my speculation and not just about her, but I see a lot of women, um, you know, in response to like the Me Too movement who just want women to shut up about it. It kind of tells me that you yourself have endured some sort of trauma and in an absolute refusal to be a victim yourself, you want to deny other people their victimhood. And that's just not, not how life works. If you don't mind being catcalled on the street, that's your business. But I don't have to be okay with it. 
like again it comes down to like what works for you works for you but you don't have to shit on somebody else for what doesn't work for them and vice versa so it's okay to acknowledge or to allow another woman to have her victimhood however that looks like did it occur to you that some people need to repay lawyer fees like you have been in the criminal justice system and kind of consider yourself an advocate for women in the prison system so how is this like not clicking for you i I think too it just i i have like no issue with sex workers too so i guess to to say the way she even said prostitution just kind of messed with me too like listen do what you gotta do just be safe you know that's not my path in life but i'm not finna shit on nobody else for where life has taken them get it how you live just be safe but to equate a rape victim to a prostitute girl sex workers have to consent too. consent does not stop just because you're a sex worker so girl what there's a really good show on netflix called unbelievable that i think addresses these issues really well and shows the way different women respond differently to sexual assault and I think it does a really good job of exploring that so like even if you don't want to read a book or at minimum read like I don't know the first paragraph of like any conversation about the Me Too movement at least just watch this show so that you can have a better understanding of the fact that there are no perfect victims and rape is a criminal crime it's a criminal offense and it's really hard to prosecute so if a person can't sue for criminal damages if you can't get the person put in jail then maybe you have a better chance of a civil suit i don't know but for fuck's sake don't call a rape victim a prostitute my god like what's wrong with you bruh i just i don't know one of my friends has a theory that because um Remy that she feels like Remy probably grew up not being very cute and the only way that she could get along with guys was to pretend to have these same misogynistic views towards women as they do so that she could be considered like a cool girl I don't know it's a theory I don't know what's up with Remy but I just really wish that she would read more and or think more about these statements that she made like you know that she done said some crazy shit if even joe button is like now hello bro like read the room i just we don't put her on the prayer list and possibly send her some beginners feminist literature or i don't know like the first season of law and order svu i don't know what needs to happen there but jesus rape victims are not prostitutes for getting money like people need money like what the hell anyway that's my show for this week hope you guys enjoyed i will be back in two tuesdays with a new episode hopefully on time i'm out here working for you guys um putting together some really cool content that i hope you guys are going to enjoy and like comment subscribe share review cash at me um dm me positive vibes and good things and have a bomb ass week make the rest of this week your bitch talk to you soon bye